should you invest in a crypto fund? Investing in cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin can be a little intimidating, especially for someone who's getting started. And unfortunately, many newbies end up falling for scams, the likes of which you may be seeing in the comment section of this video. So many investors wonder whether it's best to invest in a cryptocurrency fund or perhaps an ETF instead, so they don't have to deal with all the preparations that comes with smart cryptocurrency investing like getting a crypto wallet or timing the crypto market. My guest today is Kyle Whitley, Senior Investing Editor at Kiplinger.com and an ETF enthusiast back on the show to walk us through his thoughts on crypto funds, how they are different than a traditional ETF, and who should consider adding them to their portfolio in 2021. It's like you can actually buy, for instance, you know, in theory, Bitcoin at say a 10%, 20% discount, but also in theory, you could buy it for a 10% or 20% premium. You, in theory, could buy into it. Bitcoin could go up, but if this thing just starts trading at like less of a premium and eventually a discount, you might not actually realize any gains in Bitcoin. Once we get a Bitcoin ETF, that's probably going to trade much more faithfully to the price of Bitcoin and thus is going to be sort of a more, I guess we'll say, trustworthy instrument for buying Bitcoin if that's the only way that you have available. My name is Kenna Danielle. I'm a best-selling author and the founder of the Invest Diva movement. We're on a mission to helping one million moms take control of their financial future and to create generational wealth. So please hit the like button to help us with the YouTube algorithm and share this with people who could benefit from taking control of their financial future so together we can make this huge impact. Now let's go say hi to Kyle Whitley. movement we have another burning question for you from our accelerator members they've been bringing up all these questions and you've been just so awesome answering all of them and we decided to make this into an actual video because on youtube people were maybe also asking should you invest in a crypto fund or an ETF or a Bitcoin fund. There are so many misconceptions about funds and cryptocurrencies. And who better to ask than Kyle Woodley because he's just an ETF. <laughs> so Kyle, welcome back. It's great to be back. So tell us, are you invested currently in a crypto oh, ETF? <laughs> we gotta have jump right into it. <laughs> don't just please don't just don't even air this now. No, I I don't want to confess it. So I do. Okay. In fact, I am long. No, no, I'm jo I'm joking. I'm just <laughs> hamming it up for this. I am long GBTC. So a lot of my friends are just gonna jump on me for this. But I I'm gonna talk about this topic without actually talking about the virtues of Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. I'm just gonna talk about the tools of the trade here and sort of why they are moving. So as you mentioned before, yeah, they're not, the Bitcoin ETFs or the cryptocurrency ETFs that are out there, the very first thing to know is that they actually technically are not ETFs. They are funds, they work like funds, but there are slight differences. Rather than trading on like an exchange like the NYSE ARCA or on the NASDAQ or the BAT, sorry, I don't wanna leave them out, they trade over the counter. Importantly, they're trusts, okay? And the main difference that you need to know here is that these particular trusts can actually trade at premiums or discounts to the net asset value. 
So with most, most ETFs, they're pretty faithful to their net asset value. If you go out and buy the VU, the price that's represented there, that is very, very close to the per share price of everything that they, they own. You know what I mean? Like it's a very, like you can have faith that you're investing in that and that like it's properly priced. But these funds, they can actually go at like extreme discounts. Like you can actually buy, for instance, you know, in theory, Bitcoin at say a 10%, 20% discount. But also in theory, you could buy it for a 10% or 20% premium. So you'd pay a buck 20 for a dollar worth of Bitcoin. And in fact, with the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, GBTC, what again, what I'm long, so with much embarrassment, I'm a horrible person. I'm investing in cryptocurrencies. Hey, hey, that hey, fun- hey. I'm the author of the cryptocurrency. <laughs> There's no shame in investing in cryptocurrencies. <laughs> I'm supposed to, like, you know, I'm Kiplinger. I'm supposed to be just, you know, like buy and hold, Warren Buffett file, dividends for life. And it's like, uh, occasionally I like to get, you know, just a no, little bit. No, we've talked about this. I'm, I'm a Warren Buffett gal as well, but I view cryptocurrency as a value asset. Warren Buffett is just, you know, I love him, but again he's he's older and he doesn't want to get out of his comfort zone and let him be like we are i i definitely have cryptocurrencies in my portfolio and i don't have the cryptocurrency fund in my portfolio i actually go with individuals so i would love to hear your opinion because you are all about funds and like why did you choose the fund as opposed to actual like individual cryptocurrencies so that's what i'm very interested to know Yeah. So the reason why you would invest in, say, the GBTC, or there's a newer one, it's the Osprey Bitcoin Trust, and that's OBTC. And for what it's worth, there's also an Ethereum one, Grayscale Ethereum Trust, and that's ETHE, is that let's say you don't want to go to the trouble of opening a digital wallet. So a digital wallet is what you need to be able to invest in cryptocurrency. And you have to do it like, you know, basically like at a place like Coinbase or something like that. And frankly, I just... I don't want the complexity of having a bunch of different accounts around. My only account that I that I deal with, aside from my 401k, is my IRA. And that's it. I just want to keep it simple. And so my option at the time was Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Literally, it was because it was there. It's not perfect, but it was there. And it has appreciated along with Bitcoin. The danger, of course, is again in sort of this premium and discount thing. In theory, because of, you know, because you could say buy at a very high premium, you in theory could buy into it. Bitcoin could go up. But if this thing just starts trading at like less of a premium and eventually a discount, you might not actually realize any gains in Bitcoin. The flip side is, is that if you buy it at, say, like a huge discount, and then all of a sudden that discount goes away and it becomes a premium, you could just jet right by the price of Bitcoin itself. The reason why all of a sudden, you know, that's not as attractive as it once was is because for years, people have been trying to file to create a Bitcoin ETF, and the SEC just simply hasn't allowed that to happen or getting close. Canada recently approved I believe two Bitcoin ETFs. I know they did one. I think they might've let two through at least. But once that happened, like everybody sort of said the clock was running. You know what I mean? Like this is going to happen soon. Once we get a Bitcoin ETF, that's probably going to trade much more faithfully to the price of Bitcoin and thus is going to be sort of a more, I guess we'll say trustworthy instrument for buying Bitcoin if that's the only way that you have available. And so GBTC for most of its life is actually traded at a premium, at a very big premium, because people were really excited to buy Bitcoin in any way that they could. But lately, that has actually turned into a discount. And I think that part of that is out of fear that like when an SEC or when the SEC approves a Bitcoin ETF, that like 
people are just going to storm out of there. They're going to get out of these trusts because like these aren't nearly as good as the, you know, as the ETF product. So as far as whether you should or not, I think part of that is just timing, which is to say, like, should you invest in it right now? And the answer is there are so many uncertainties with what could happen to these trusts once an ETF is created. I mean, that alone, whether or not you even believe in cryptocurrency, that alone might actually be a deterrent. Once the SEC approves an ETF, however, that literally becomes, if you believe in cryptocurrency, then that is probably a pretty good way of doing it. There, of course, are reasons why you necessarily wouldn't. I mean, there are some people that really like hold you know, faithful to the idea that like, you know, cryptocurrency is a thing. Like it's not just that you want to invest in it, but you actually want to hold on, hold it because you believe it will become the currency and you'll actually want to go out and spend it. But if you simply believe in this as a trend, which I do, then that's a good reason to say, get into a Bitcoin, you know, fund. One of the things that's lifting Bitcoin that I think is, you know, completely legitimate, why I sit here and go, this is a good investment is that there's so much institutional money starting to pour into it. There's, there's just so much interest in it. Like not only is there money pouring into it, but there's so many other institutions that want to get into it and have telegraphed that interest in it. And if all of a sudden you have that much more money pouring into it, well, you have to expect pretty positive things for the price, right? And so that's why I'm in it. It's a very small allocation because again, you know, this is, this is a swing for the fences. And so I'm, you know, I'm trying not to go and overload on risk, but I do in fact hold a small position because I do believe that there's still plenty of upside. Yeah. So again, thank you so much because uh, for bringing up risk, because at the end of the day, you should only add any sort of asset, including cryptocurrencies, whether it's funds or Bitcoin, or even if you're going to go for individual stocks or ETFs that we talked about in the previous episodes, it has to go along with your risk tolerance, your financial situation, and your financial goals. Thank you so much, Kyle, for explaining this. And I'm sure a lot of people who are completely intimidated by the thought of cryptocurrencies and that they have to go and get a wallet and they have to have, like, it's, it's a little bit more complicated for sure than just going and buying a stock on Robinhood or on a TD Ameritrade. You cannot even buy and actually hold cryptocurrencies on Robinhood. You can just position trade them. So there are so many nuances that a lot of people are like, okay, I'm just going to go and buy an ETF. And then they would go and search crypto ETF on Google and they wouldn't even know that it's different than a trust and it's not an actual ETF. So I think this was incredibly valuable. Again, thank you so much, Kyle, for being back on the show. Thank, thank you again for, for your- having me. Thank you for your time and people watching. If you like this video, please go ahead and smash that like button is going to help us with the YouTube algorithm. And so that people don't fall for the scams out there, especially when it comes to cryptocurrency, you're probably going to see in the comments immediately when we publish a video about cryptocurrency, the scammers flood the comment section with their scams. So please don't fall for them and share this video. So this video gets boosted because this is the real deal. This is where the value is at. And I'll see you at the next episode of the Investiva Movement. All right, before I let you go, uh, after each episode, we're going to do this. We ask our <laughs> guests uh, to uh, make a silly face. I oh, me? That was, I, yes, yes, you. Okay, that was fast. Thank you for that. <laughs>